Hello and welcome back to Hoopotheticals. I hope you enjoyed the holiday period and are keen for a new year. If I release this after the new year, then I hope it was good. Uh, I'm your host, Jez FM. This week, I'm actually just going to break up what I've been doing the last couple of weeks where I've been focusing on creativity in NBA players. And if you haven't listened to that, get on that. It's I have worked out some statistics to tell how creative an NBA player is. So if you can go back to the last two and listen to that, but and we'll have two more of those episodes coming. But I thought I just wanted to talk a little bit about something that I've heard a lot on podcasts, and I think it could be kind of good to look at through my lens of creativity, and that is why everyone hates Rudy Gobert, okay? Now, we know jazz fans love him. We know that the stat heads love him, but most people feel like he's a bit overrated. So what is the difference? Well, I've broken it down kind of into three different parts. So let's have a look. First of all, and this is not Rudy's fault, uh, people don't like overhyped people. If you think of all the ce- random celebrities in your life that you kind of don't like, it's probably because you think they're overhyped for their skill, right? And that can be for any reason. I know some people who don't like Rebel Wilson because they think that she's overhyped for her skill level. Or I know some people that don't like, you know, uh, Steve Buscemi. They think he's a bit overhyped, you know, and he's in everything, even though he just kind of brings the same thing. You know, it doesn't really matter. People don't don't like overhyped people. And so, when it comes to Rudy Gobert, he starts winning Defensive Player of the Year, and then every year in the playoffs, he's just brought out to the three-point line, and we're meant to pretend like he's still the best defender in the league, even when he's, you know, up on someone like Russell Westbrook up at the three-point line. So, you know, we... we He doesn't really pass the eye test, and for most people, like, just to have a casual glance at the NBA and we'll watch maybe one or two Jazz games a year... He just doesn't cut it. So people don't like overhyped people. He's winning Defensive Player of the Year awards. Stat heads are constantly going on about all his insane metrics. And then every year in the playoffs, we see him exposed by something very simple. So that's why that's the first reason, I think, why people don't like Rudy Gobert. The second one is something that I think is kind of interesting. Who can guard more NBA players one-on-one? Rudy Gobert or Drew Holiday? I think we know the answer is Drew Holiday. He's more versatile as a defender. He can play in the post. Um, He can get worked in the post, but he can play in the post because he's so strong. He can guard perimeter players extremely well. Um, And he he can really help defense. Like if we think of the famous steal to alley-oop to Giannis in the playoffs last year, uh, that was a help defense thing. We think of Rudy Gobert. We think of someone who's sitting inside and sort of swatting away shots that come in, which is, you know, still great. And he's a great defensive anchor. But when we think of NBA players and who can guard more NBA players one-on-one, if it was a game of one-on-one, would Rudy Gobert or Drew Holiday be your choice? If you could select, the other person gets to select any NBA player, would you pick Rudy or Drew as your defender to guard that person? So that's another thing to think. And then the final thing, um, and this is kind of using another Bucks player, but would the Bucks trade Brook Lopez for Rudy Gobert if their salaries matched? And I don't think the answer is yes, because I think Brook provides something else that Rudy can't provide. He can provide an attack from outside the paint and outside the role, and uh, you know he can shoot the ball. Uh, he can still help with the defense, but you know. There's like lesser pl- people that seem to be lesser players that are sort of teams wouldn't trade for Rudy Gobert. So I think, you know, when you factor those three things in, he's, people would think he's overhyped. They don't watch him that much. Uh, he can't guard more people than some smaller defensive players. 
and he's very easily exposed on defense. And the Bucks also wouldn't trade Brook Lopez for him. I think that's how you end up with people not liking Rudy Gobert. I'm happy to be wrong. I mean, if I look at my own statistics, you know, he's is he a creative offensive threat? Absolutely not. Is he a technical offensive threat? Sometimes. So on offense, you know, he's got some cool stuff, but mostly, like, he's not a creative offensive player. He's not making up cool shots. He's not, you know, mixing up a sky hook with, you know, some sort of cool post fade. It's it's quite stagnant, his uh, his bag. So anyway, I'd like to do the stats on him a bit more, and I probably will uh, in the future, but just through a very cursory look, I would say he doesn't really fit in. Uh, and that's probably why people don't like him so much. But let's jump on to the next topic, which is something I just wanted to add on to last week's podcast about Jokic. Now, I heard uh, recently John Collins on the JJ Reddick podcast, The Old Man and the Three, talk about how he wants to be more like Jokic because he's so patient. When you think about the model that I outlined last week, the chaotic factory, which is someone who is not very creative but has a very high degree of technical skill, which means they like to shoot with pressure on them. Uh, So these are people that don't get open to shoot. They shoot with a defender in their face. Jokic is so patient because he shoots like that. He knows that no matter how he's going to shoot the ball, basically the defender is going to be stuck on him. So it doesn't matter what he does. He doesn't need to get open. He's not trying to get open. And that means he can spend more time looking around. Because what even if the shot clock gets down to one and he puts up a shot, he's likely to have the same defense as a shot that he's going to take with nine seconds left on the shot clock. So anyway, this is just a little intermission this week. Next week, I'll be coming back with uh, number three in our archetype system, which is the order artists and that's uh and i'm gonna be looking at larry bird versus steph curry and how they play as order artists so anyway excited to hear next week uh until then stay magical